0: That's ChumbaCasino.com.
1: No purchase necessary. BTW proof. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio.
2: Tonight's episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sanpete is sponsored by Blue Haven NYC in Greenwich Village, New York City's sports bar for grown-ups. Go to www.bluehavennyc.com for details. <laughs>
1: Hello there and welcome to another episode of Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete, New York Sports Talk Podcast and more. Coming to you live from Bayside, New York, Comac, New York, Freehold, New Jersey, and maybe a little later, Bayville, New York, but we'll see. This is episode 3.36 of Ready to Unload. It is 9.30. It is Thursday night. It is time for Ready to Unload with Cal and Sam Pete. And uh, thank you for joining us. Welcome to the podcast, another show. It's going to be a little different tonight. Things are going to be a little different. Okay, it's going to be the same stuff around here. Because, frankly, we've all had our i mad as hell and not going to take it any more moments. PJ and I are not feeling well. Cal is apathetic. As apathetic. Let's bring him in. Let's bring in the co-host of the radio program. I'm on a NyQuil high right now, by the way, Cal. So... I'm not sure what's going to happen. I'm still a little shaky with the NyQuil. Here he is, the co-host of the show. Mr. Calneva Calpino Caliente. Hi, Mr. Apathetic. Hey. Hey, Bri. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> I mean, I guess, right? we doing yeah, a show? I guess. Cool. It's, uh, it's good to see you.
0: We're not. Whatever.
1: Yeah, I mean, it could go either way. I feel like um we're going to do Yeah. We're, are you okay? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm good. You know, too much uh happened.
2: <laughs>
1: too much too much just happened in the last week. We we there's just too much with the Mets and the Yankees and the the Jets and the, just too much. It's just too much.
0: That's a lot. the
1: NHL lockout. The NHL. Don't lockout. Forget that. We didn't even We didn't even uh, hit on the fact that the NHL has locked itself out for the second time in what? Six years? Seven Seven years? years. Right. Good job, everybody. Great job. Waited. Yeah. And
0: lost a season. They actually canceled an entire season last time. And here we are again. Seven years later. That bet. Thank you, you, fans. Thank you, fans.
1: There's (laughs) your big thank you. Right. Thanks for, uh, thanks for welcome, uh, welcoming us back. Thanks for getting over the lost season. And bend over. That's, uh, so, yeah, there's an NHL lockout. The replacement referees, which is a joke. I mean, it continues to be a joke. And then the NFL, did you see this, Bri? The NFL sent out a memo to all 32 teams, their coaches and players, that their behavior last week with the replacement refs was unacceptable. Right. So it's the, it's the coaches and players' fault that these guys are refereeing games. Not the not the NFL's fault. A gajillion-dollar industry, please. I'm, see? What did I say? I said I wasn't going to get worked up, and I'm getting worked up. George is getting very upset. So
0: why don't you explain what we're going to do tonight? Here's, we're going to do things a little differently,
1: right? Yeah, we We're going to do things a little differently. Here's what I wanted to do. We are going to... Uh, just have some, you know, sports conversations. Nothing current. Uh, the Giants are shellacking the Panthers, by the way. Spoiler alert. Other than that, yeah. Other than that.
0: Starting now.
1: <laughs> Start <laughs> and go. No, we're just gonna have uh, a conversation. Just a talk about uh, some of the things that we've always wanted to talk about on the show, whether it be uh, a great sports conversation that we put off having because we needed to be topical or whatever. We're just gonna do that. Just probably we're just I gotta huge thing of coffee. Do you see this? Look at the size of this coffee.
0: That's, is that an actual helmet?
1: That is an actual, <laughs> this is an actual Rydell helmet filled with coffee. Wow. I'm going to go ahead and do it. I don't even care. Uh, let's just hang out and, and talk. One of the uh, we, we may have a couple of guests, a couple of friends join us to just BS. Uh, PJ's under the weather. I'm a little under the weather, but I'm not going to let it affect me. I'm a professional. I'll rise above it. How was your week otherwise? Everything okay?
0: Yeah, you know, it's been good. It's it's interesting getting back into a routine after having the summer to kind of just live footloose and fancy free, as they say. Right. The kids kind of doing what they want to do and now you got to kind of rein them back into a schedule and so it's an adjustment period right now.
1: Were you? was was that the name of the band for the girls? Like the Footloose Partridge Family, loose and fancy free. Is that how you're going to travel the countryside? I think so. If we were, <laughs> if we
0: had a family band, maybe if that's you, what we'd name it. All
1: right. What would Allison play in that family band?
0: Well, she's a tambourine, obviously. Clearly.
1: <laughs> loose and fancy
0: free. Here they are. Hey, and she had tambourine back background
1: vocals. Yep. Here's here's uh, a couple of the topics, Cal. I'm glad everything else is okay. I'm with you. I mean, how are you? you how
0: are you? What, you Did know, you mean, mean, look, let's do timeout here, timeout.
1: <laughs> Did you just put the show is, in timeout?
0: I, I'm, I'm, I'm stopping play right now because I need to call something out. I just realized this after, after almost three years of doing this show. You always ask me how my week was. How are you doing? How was everything? And you know, for the first time in over 150 episodes, let me ask you, Steve, how was your week? I thought you never asked. Uh
1: I, I I almost never did. How? <laughs> it was uh it's good. It's good. Other than the complete uh to use a, a Jewish word, mishigash. Happy New Year, by the way, to our Jewish friends. La Shana Tova, I believe is the way it's uh, said. Uh I I'm fine. I you know, other than the the sports stuff with Really, it being difficult to read the papers uh, after the jet loss, and then Adam Rubin calling out Ike Davis from a baseball source to say he stays. I mean, just the, the the sports stuff swelled to a place of I couldn't take it anymore. Hmm. So, um, other than that, I'm delightful. I'm a little sick, gonna battle it, a lot of Nyquil, but I'm good. I'm I'm there. I'm ready. One of the let's get into this. Let's do this. Enough with the thing With the guy Let's do this
0: Do we have a big unload? Or
1: I think the whole show's a big unload
0: I'll hit the music
1: I would (laughs) Well we should do the We should do the promo first though Of course Of course Cal If you want to go watch a game Right And you want to be like In a cool bar Where you're not ashamed To bring Allison And the girls even you want to I got the place. <laughs> to 9 year old Right. I got the place for you. Blue Haven in New York City. Blue Haven NYC. www.bluehavennyc.com. Sports bar for grown-ups. The place is fantastic. They have all the games, 15 screens, two six-foot screens, all the games on Saturday, all the football games. They're probably having a party right now watching the Giant game. So if you're even listening to this and you want to go watch the second half of the Giant game, go down to Blue Haven. Uh, they run specials all the time. They ha- they still have that 80-ounce tower of Coors Light Cal, Love that. The kids are talking about it. Um, the place I mean, is- it's a tower. It's a tower of beer. It is. Um, they have all the games. They have great food. It is a place that you can bring your girlfriend or your wife and not be embarrassed Blue Haven Sports Bar NYC. Go to www.bluehavennyc.com for daily specials to check them out. The place is great. Cal and I are going to do a remote from there. It's going to be super cool. Super cool. And uh, so you should check it out. Check out our friends down at Bluehaven. Okay. Now we go right to the big unload. Now we cue the music.
0: Before, before we do that, though...
2: so
1: nope. sorry. Big country demands speak up directly to the big elbow. I'm sorry. What were you gonna say? I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll. Cut it. Cut.
0: cut. No, don't, no, don't cut it. Oh, let it play. No, let it play.
1: <laughs> what? You can
0: tell this is, You can tell this night is not like most nights. Okay. All right. I realize that I never asked you how you are. Sure. I'm a selfish. You know what?
1: Selfish is strong, very strong.
0: So, with my uh, in my magnanimous attempt to try to find out how you are, we seem to have forgotten <laughs> to bring somebody into the show. Right. And 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 boy did he let us have it.
1: He did. He unleashed a uh, a tirade, a, a a torrent of curse words that are not appropriate. And you know what, tonight you Cal, he needs love. Let's let's bring him in. Let's bring him in. Bishop, pop culture PJ Fish, we're sorry, man. Sorry.
2: That, <laughs> that wasn't aimed at you. That was aimed at that was aimed at the uh, the the Blog Talk Radio lady that you only get to hear if you call in. Oh <laughs> I, I was I wasn't cursing at you, I was cursing at the robot lady who says, Welcome to Blog Talk Radio.
1: Yeah, why is she British?
2: If you'd like to be frustrated, press one.
1: <laughs> Does the sound of my voice frustrate you slightly?
2: Good. I gotta say, I'm having a I'm having a rough day. I'm having a rough night.
1: What's the, what's what's the matter, matter, PJ? What's happening with you?
2: Do y'all do y'all know the Keurig coffee maker?
1: Oh, well, slow down. Do, do we all? What what happened there, Tex?
2: Do, you, what, what? do, you, do you chaps.
1: So easy, Chappie. Let's uh,
2: do yous know of a coffee maker called Rig?
1: That's
0: better. Yes. Alright. Not only not only do I know of it, it ranks number three on the list of greatest things in my life. <laughs> right. It, it kind of takes over, right? Behind the iPod? Yeah. And the D V R.
1: Most of the house. If
2: Apple made one and you could operate it from an iPhone for it? Oh boy, that would be it. Oh boy, right. That that would be the end. Well, I'm having I'm having a problem in that all of my favorite coffees have been discontinued. And every time I'm making myself a cup of coffee, I'm getting upset. It's
1: con- it's a conspiracy. It's conspiracy. I got
2: six down, five to go.
1: They
0: got six, wait six of them have been discontinued. <laughs> What's going on? And and you had 11 favorite coffee? <laughs> oh,
2: well you don't you don't know. You don't know what what we have in our kitchen.
1: Are you a professional? I've mean,
2: seen it, Steve.
1: I have. I have seen the layout. It the, is impressive. The,
2: the, the little compartments there yeah. are, let me count. 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 10 I have 12 storage containers on my counter. And in each storage container, there are at least two brands. That's how many. That's how many Coffee's we keep on hand at all you've, times.
1: You've taken it to a new level. You have.
2: We got stupid with it.
1: You get you get dopey with it. You did. And now they've discontinued five of them.
2: They've discontinued our favorites. There was one called Wake Up Call. You know, kind of haha chuckle. Um, there was one. Uh, uh, Wolfgang Puck had a whole line of them, and one of them was called Vienna Coffee, and that was my favorite, and now it's gone.
1: Wow. So, somebody could a, use a, a cup of Vienna Coffee right now.
2: And then they, he had a second one called Rodeo Drive, and that was my second favorite, and it's also gone.
1: That's a little fay, that one. Now I have <laughs> a little Does California. Wrong it's
2: a little left yeah. coast, is what it is.
1: Hey, give me a cup of the Rodeo Drive. Little, little
2: bit. Well, I wish I could, but guess what? Gone. It's gone. And you you know where you can find it? You can find it on Amazon. And do you know how much it is? It's $100 a box. (laughs) Come (laughs) on. I'm not kidding. My wife would asked me if I
1: looked. (laughs) How bad do you want it? Yeah, how bad do you want it? That might
2: be worth it to my wife, actually. She's like, really? Only $100 a box? That stuff is gold.
1: That's how much of that's that's the crack that you're considering right now.
2: Well, what would you pay for crack?
1: <laughs> that's a good question.
2: It's good. It's crack.
1: It's, 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 that's why they call it crack.
2: <laughs> that's why it's called. It's the crack of crack. Exactly. Mm. All well, right. I'm uh, I'm kind of out to see. I I gotta find new stuff. That's all I'm saying. I gotta find.
1: Time for things. the the Dunkin' Donuts K cups, kid. Let's do it.
2: Don't like them. Wow. Don't like them. I don't like him. Now, don't See now, arabica that beans. I'm
1: about to kick you. I'm about to kick you off my airwaves. I don't no. do a rap-
2: the, uh, of all the beans, arabica beans are my third favorite. So I'm not going to go there first.
1: Wow. Of all the beans. Cuz you you've had them all, clearly. Yes. Oh my goodness. Can we talk about sports now?
2: Sumatran. I'm sorry, I, I I'm sorry I brought them in. <laughs> And, and the other reason I was <laughs> depressed was because uh, I started betting again after our conversation on gambling and uh, I, I took the Panthers. So
1: Wow. Yeah, that's not going well.
2: Another another streak ended. <laughs>
1: you start you started gambling again. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it was so easy to set you back into your gambling ways. <laughs> and all it all, all it, it took was a ten minute conversation about it. All it, it took at, was a uh, conversation about this
2: i gotta have a taste i gotta have a taste right you it took a
1: it took a conversation at ten you were, you basically had the bad Saturday night live sketch, right. and that was the conversation <laughs> the ten to one sketch, and that was our conversation about gambling and you're back you're full
2: and I'm, it's all yeah that's it. I love
1: it good well what do you what kind of action did you lay? Did you lay something nice?
2: No, that's fiction. I would never bet against the giants. Come on,
1: good move. Especially when their backs are against the wall, never bet against that team ever. Oh, they're missing nineteen players, and Eli Manning has to play on a pogo stick. Taking right. plus minus twenty. Right. <laughs> they're going to come uh, out like we angry gonna, feral we were cats. We're going
0: to do that. We we're going to do that tonight.
1: We're not going to do that tonight. Let's get to let that's <laughs> angry feral cats. <laughs> that should be their new team name. I'm going to do New was- York. The New York Angry Feral Cat. I like to
2: know that my microphone actually gets to your ear.
1: It does. It does. It's about to leave my ear. Okay. Um no, I love you. Um the first thing I wanted to bring up, first discussion I wanted to have I thought we could have. We've touched on it before. Let me set it up, Cal. Here's here's Y. So remember I told you about all the great guys in my office that are big basketball guys? Yes, the guys in production and then the FedEx guy Whose nickname is XL because he's big. Uh, who's awesome, and he comes, you know, twice a day. At, uh, Federal Express, big part of our business, etc., etc. And he comes in the other day on Monday because of Rosh Hashanah. Most of my office was empty by the end of the day. It was basically just the Gentiles. So we wound up, and the guys in production happen to be mostly Gentiles, and me, and XL. So we wound up in this great conversation again about Wilt Chamberlain. This conversation always starts with Wilt Chamberlain because they, X, XL continues to maintain that Wilt Chamberlain would not be the same player today. If you took Wilt Chamberlain and put him in the NBA today, he's not as dominant. And I argued, you're nuts. But I said it really nicely because he's big. He's like a really big guy. So everything I, you should. I'm a I'm a, a kitten in those conversations.
0: <laughs> what did you respectfully disagree? That's correct. On that?
1: Yeah, it's nothing like the sports conversations that we have had. You know, where uh, Doctor Ray Stat and I have once come to blows over Jose Reyes while playing darts. Nothing like that. Right. No, no, no. This <laughs> this guy's like six four, like two ninety. Eh, if you say so, I respectfully disagree. But you're the boss. No, so my contention was Wilt Chamberlain would be dominant in any era. Would he be 50 points a game dominant? Probably not. But he would be dominant in any era because he was that elite of an athlete. And so that set us to talking about different eras in basketball, uh, what players could play when, who's the greatest of all time. Then we went into boxing. We talked a little bit about uh, uh, you know Tyson and 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 Ali, you know Muhammad Ali and who Ali, and then you know because we started talking about individual sports and we said well that's a little different because that's based more on who is your competition at that time. Like Roger Federer is Roger Federer a, a lesser player, because a lesser champion, a lesser great because he hasn't had the guy to go against. Yes. He didn't have the the Pete Bj. There'll be time for you. <laughs> but, you, you know, the, so that, with the individual sports, you start to get into that conversation. So I wanted to to really talk about this in the, in the four major sports because the, gosh, you know, the, the eras are so different uh, when it comes to, so if you're talking about, basketball is a great place to start, I think. Okay. Because it is, Ah, you 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 don't have to go as positionally and the game has changed so much. So I'll I'll let me start it by saying is Michael Jordan the greatest player of all time? Or is he just the best player of that era?
0: Well, he's he's I think we can agree that he's the best player of that era for sure. Okay. All right, and if, and you're right. Eras change, and the the landscape of the sport changes every every couple of decades, and the, and the type of athlete and, and the skill set, and it all and it evolves. It changes, it evolves, and and so it's very difficult. And I agree with you when you have this conversation. Like, if you want to say who's the best ever at anything, it's very difficult to make that. I mean, it's a fun argument, and it's a fun discussion. Sure. But you like if someone said you have to name the best player of all time in order to you know have still have you know live, <laughs> you can't do it. It's, it that's not fair because it's just you can't, it, it's impossible. There's too many variables involved to defini- to definitively state one person is the best ever in their particular sport. Right. So that's where I stand on that. As far as Michael Jordan is he the best of all time? I the common the common theory is yes. Most people will tell you, yes, he's the best of all time. I don't think it's it's that easy as just saying, you know, he's the he's the best. He's you know where you could where you could go with this, and I think that this is a perfectly acceptable answer. He's
1: the best I've ever seen. That's the other one we got into. See, that's 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 great. But like, can you can you then qualify it by saying just that it's the best I've ever seen? But you know, we got tape. Right, like I, I mean, I know that it's not the same as seeing a guy in person, but this came up in the Wilt argument because I said, you know, I've seen a lot of tape on Wilt, and uh, you, you can watch, you know, a lot of tape on Wilt. You can't watch the hundred-point game because nobody recorded it, but you know, and I'm not saying he's going to average fifty a night. No one's ever going to do that again. Uh, but he, you know, you're telling me he's not going to get thirty and fifteen. Because he's an elite athlete, like they didn't even know that he played for the Globetrotters. You know, like Wilt was <laughs> Wilt was on the Globetrotters. Like he was crazy, sick on the Globetrotters. You know, so he had all the fundamentals and the athleticism. I think you, a guy like Wilt is transcendent. Now Jordan, at only six six, so you can't. Wilt is also tall. <laughs> Jordan, uh, you know, does he have to play? Did he ever play against? If you take Pippen off that team, is he the greatest of that generation? I mean, Scottie Pippen's tremendously underrated, right? Of course he is. So, do you t- – Scotty Pippen's the better defender on that team? You know, I I just think, uh, you know, Wilt, Wilt plays in any generation. I think Jordan is maybe the best of that era. You put him in the top ten – Now, could Jordan have played in the 60s? Of course. You know, think about it, too. There was no three-point line, Cal. Right? Wilt never had to... Wilt Chamberlain, for example, never played against... Who was the biggest guy? I mean, he played against Bill Russell. He played against uh, Walton. Right? Bill Russell, uh, you know, obviously regarded as one of the greatest defenders of all time. Mm -hmm. But that's it. Who's... Who's seven feet tall that wilt is he, going against?
0: Right. He didn't have anybody that, that could defend
1: him. Put him in the 90s. Okay. Put him in the 90s with the golden age of the NBA with Hakeem Ewing, David Robertson, uh, Dikembe, uh, Shaq. Uh, you know, there's a lot of big guys that maybe he can't move around as much. It's, uh, I you know, it's so interesting. And and how much has basketball changed? Like I said, the three-point line is huge because Wilt didn't have that. So guys could pack it in inside in the paint or whatever. There was no threat of the three-point shot. So you could have five guys basically hanging on Wilt's back. Right. And then you take a guy like uh, we were looking at. And then this, of course, brings you to, uh, to numbers. I have pro- BaseballReference.com, ProFootballReference.com, NBAReference.com. And NHLReference.com all ready to go for this conversation. <laughs> all right, because you you start to look at numbers for these guys.
0: But see, that's where you that's where you start to run into a problem because numbers don't necessarily translate over
1: right. eras. Right. Exactly, because it's a different game. That's the, that's exactly the point, right? hmm It's a different game, like Oscar Robertson, for example. Okay, the Big O, University of Cincinnati. Okay, the uh, the Wildcats, Bearcats. What am I saying? Wildcats. I'll be okay. We're gonna get phone calls on that one, Cal. He had twenty six thousand points in his career. Twenty six thousand points. He had almost ten thousand assists. This, this, these are, and that's without three pointers. I mean, these are these are crazy pants numbers. Crazy pants. For his career, he averaged twenty five seven a game. Right now, could he have played today? Of course, if, he could play. Right, but is he as dominant today? He was six five. I don't know. If he plays in the nineties, is he Jordan? He was like, Jordan back then. Right, but exactly <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, if he plays in the nineties.
0: Well, the, Jordan, well, Jordan is Jordan. So with Scottie Pippen,
1: is and with NBA, you know, with three-point lines and with NBA championships being what they were. Because don't forget, the NBA doesn't become what it does until the '80s, until Magic right. and, and Bird, Magic and Bird. Those are two more guys. Like Magic, can't Magic play in any era? He's six nine.
0: Yes. Look, the, all, when when you're talking about the best players like that, they can play in any era. I don't think there's any argument they could play at any point in time. The question is how effective they're going to be. Right. You, you know, um these guys were these guys were great. Yeah. Chances are they're going to be great no matter where they when they play.
1: Yep. You know. No, for sure, but the level of greatness. One of the great things about the the pro reference uh those reference pages is that they have all-time rankings at the top. So, like, you look up Oscar Robertson, he's they rank him as 23rd. Okay, Kareem is 20. Charles Barkley is 21. Like, I wanted to start with basketball and move into baseball, football, and hockey because basketball has changed and hasn't changed. Like, you, you can't teach a guy to be seven feet tall. But no. Like that's but you you can have no, you can't. We've tried.
0: I thought about it for a second. I wouldn't flip
1: right. this away. But you can certainly have the game change to where there's more seven-footers on the floor or there's more seven-footers in the league because it's just developed that way and the athleticism and stuff like that. I I I, I love that this argument centers around Wilt for a number of reasons. One because I think Wilt is one of the great underappreciated sort of sports figures. Uh, and I gotta I gotta read that autobiography. I haven't. I've read excerpts of it or whatever.
0: But again, again, he's under who's he underappreciated by us, our generation. Do you think he's underappreciated by those that watched him play his whole career?
1: No, probably not. But they're too old to talk about it. It wasn't that long ago. On the on the internet. <laughs> uh. No, of course not. Every, that's the other great thing about this conversation. Everybody thinks their generation is the best. That's especially true of baseball. Oh, these players today are nothing like Mickey Mantle or Joe DiMaggio, or Willie Mays. blah, 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 blah. Hey, look. We could jump in with two feet to the baseball argument about Babe Ruth and say, well, Babe Ruth's the greatest baseball player of all time. Well, Babe Ruth, there were only 12 teams. Maybe, ten teams, and he didn't play against any African Americans. So this entire this entire part of the populace, he didn't have to play against. Well,
0: I mean, the fact that he hit he hit more home runs than, than whole
1: teams during that era, but there were in eleven the,
0: teams, Bry. Well, there were more than
1: eleven teams, but how many teams were there in nineteen twenty? <laughs> what, what did he do that in twenty one? Twenty seven. It was in 27. I thought it was before that. Didn't he hit 60 home runs in 27? I'm going to baseball reference.
0: How's that? Well, you had, how <laughs> fortunate
1: we have you have it up. I do. Uh, but but Cal he still didn't have to play against half the populace. <laughs> I mean, he didn't have to play against Josh Gibson. He didn't have to face Satchel Paige in his prime. Oh, no, you're right. He had 60. Let's see. Uh, 19 boy, this is straight Francesa. I just did there. Yeah, straight Francesa. That's, That's a good job by me. 11, 29, 54, 59, 35, 41, 46, 25, 47. These are his home run numbers. 1927, he hit 60. I don't know if that's the year he had more than any other team, but there ain't that many teams. In 1927. 27 in the A, and now he's in the AL, right? Right, they're not playing the NL. There's
0: no, eight, but there's eight teams. So there's 16 teams in Major League Baseball, then, right?
1: Well, there were eight teams in the AL. Let's see how many were in the NL. I mean, there's,
0: there's he's only playing seven other teams. No, but he had more. Didn't he have more home runs than? I mean, throughout the league.
1: Yes. No, uh, more home runs than seven teams total. Yes, there were eight teams was? in the National League as well. Okay. So more than half,
0: you know, almost half the entire Major League Baseball. Right. He had more home runs than them.
1: But which is ridiculous, and and yeah. and of course it's the dead ball era, and I get that. But he he didn't have to play. <laughs> well, but but again, it's it's
0: it's silly to say, well, you know, without a doubt, babe, we can all agree Babe Ruth is the greatest baseball player of all time, without a doubt.
1: There's a lot of doubt, right? Actually, exactly. You can't. You, know? you just can't say it. No. Uh, and, and
0: and 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 to say that he's the you you can again greatest player I've ever seen.
1: In my opinion, one of oh, the best sure.
0: players of all time. I oh, mean, these
1: are these are all opinion based. If you want to think he's the greatest player of all time, you can. Of course, you can.
0: Well, they're, they're opinion-based, but a lot of times in these arguments, the people come out, shooting, and they're, you know, they, he's the greatest of all time, hands down. End oh, of that's, discussion. That's oh, it. oh, okay. We're done talking then. <laughs> that's, that's
1: the, I'll go then. You're the, he's <laughs> the greatest player. and You've declared him. That's the classic problem with this sort of conversation. You have to be open to the idea that some people are not open to the idea.
0: Right, and the problem is <laughs> when people are not open to the idea, that's when it stops being fun because then it becomes like a – although to some people the debate is is fun. People love that.
1: Yeah. You know, they eat that up. I think here's a question for you when it comes to the eras or whatever and we're talking about this. And, and you know, I, I, I certainly don't begrudge that that guy like Francesa who, for no matter what, you know, Mantle is the greatest he ever saw. I don't be I certainly that's not what this is about. It's not begrudging that guy that. Right. It's just to say I just want to take it more from era to era. I think it's it's extraordinarily difficult to say somebody's the greatest of all time.
0: Then the next thing that you have is how do you define an era? Where's the cutoff? Uh right? Eras eras
1: begin to bleed into one another. Sure. Right, well, so you, that's a, yeah, you had that problem in basketball for sure because a guy like Kobe sort of spans two eras, right? And because he comes into the league when he's eighteen, it's like nineteen ninety six, right? Ninety seven. I mean, he comes into the league 90s. as an eighteen year old. I think it was like ninety six. Yeah, it was ninety. Well, how old is he now? Kobe is, I think, only thirty four.
0: Do you have basketball reference up by any chance?
1: Sure do. Sure do, my friend.
0: I thought I PG thought got you me might.
1: A, on this uh wanting to sound southern kick now. Sure do, my friend.
0: I wonder why.
1: Kobe Bryant is uh <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> I I may have to do the rest of the podcast. I was talking to Scott today. Scott may call in later to uh, talk about hockey uh or to talk about the cover songs. We're going to talk about when a band does a cover and why when you see one of your bands and you really like them, and they do a cover. You just go crazy pants. Like it doesn't matter what the cover is. They could be covering like, oh, like yeah.
2: yeah, they're, they're covering Omi McDonald's. I can't believe this. <laughs> they're the best.
1: Um, so he may he may call in for that. But uh, I was saying that I, I'm a, I'm on a Tommy Lee Jones kick because we've been doing nothing but the fugitive around the office. <laughs> nice. In fact, last week, it started with, it started with the Provasic. Uh, uh, <laughs> he switched the samples so he could give you provasic. For some reason Harrison Ford is very harried there and very Right yeah. Well I mean, and he sounds like McGruff the crime dog. He's been he's been through quite a bit. He's at that point. Through, he has to chew
0: the rigor a little bit. Let's let's cut the man some slack.
1: Did you kill Lentz too? <laughs>
0: With those crazy eyes at that point.
1: <laughs> We've basically just been blurting out, Brovastic! <laughs> at various times in the office. And I I, thought, I immediately follow that up with, Put that gun down. Put that gun down now. Richard, I will shoot you. Put put that gun down. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Been doing a lot of Tommy Lee. That's a good lot of though. Tommy Lee Jones, yeah. Put that gun down. So, uh, Cal, he is 34 years old, 34 years, 28 days, and if we can't find him soon, he's (laughs) – sorry. I just – I love that. Put that gun down. PJ has to have a a Tommy Lee Jones. He has to. I think if if you keep saying it, he'll he'll get it. He has to. Just keep – Put that gun down now. He'll find it. He did a Clara... What did he say (laughs) when he Uh, jumps off? (laughs) My favorite... Okay, you ready? Great Fugitive tidbit. You watch Scrubs, right?
0: Yeah, is this a little-known
1: tidbit, or... Like, am I going to be surprised by this? You might be. Okay. Depends on how closely you watch Scrubs.
0: Uh, I watch it with more than just a cursory glance.
1: Right, sir. You remember Janitor. Neil Flynn? Neil Flynn. Yeah, obviously. Neil Flynn is in The Fugitive. He's okay. the—he's one of the cops on the subway when he finally gets uh, Harrison Ford, er, finally gets the one-armed man. He's one of the cops on the subway. Really? Yes. And Scrubs did an episode where J.D. swears that janitor was in The Fugitive.
0: Oh, that's great.
1: And he denies it. The whole like, would I be here? You know, as a janitor in a
0: <laughs>
1: in a hospital in the hospital. And then the very last shot they show is of the fugitive and him in it. And they cut back to him, and he says the line or whatever, and like gives like a wink. It was great. Total great inside uh, inside stuff. I like that inside stuff. You remember that show
0: uh, with the Ahmad Rashad?
1: Ahmad Rashad. What happened to Ahmad Rashad?
0: I don't know. I just, I remember growing up, where well, I was a little older than this, and, and I remember quite, being 30. <laughs> a couple of years ago. I couldn't quite figure out why Ahmad Rashad had such a prominent place on basketball telecasts.
1: I mean, yeah, like, he... Right,
0: be- like, I like I remember, now, literally, growing up, Ahmad Rashad was did all the football games. He was a football player.
1: Yes, absolutely. Um,
0: I remember all of that, but then he became—he did a lot of basketball, and I yep. just—I couldn't quite. I, it struck me as that he just had a lot of personal relationships with the basketball players because they'd always showed them kind of like yucking it up, and he's over at somebody's house.
1: Yeah. Wow, you got crazy stuff going on there. I was trying oh, to that's face. You. I was trying to face you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we should switch over to FaceTime, by the way. Uh okay. it's it's stronger than Ubu. All right. Um, And everybody knows that now. I I totally agree. Like, why was Ahmad Rashad boys with the entire NBA? Like, how did that, was it Felicia Rashad? Is that what happened? Do you, I remember him proposing to her. Wow.
0: Yep. It was on the, it was on the, it was, well, the NBC program was called, like, NFL Live or something. It wasn't the NFL Today.
1: It was, Right. (laughs) right, it was NFL in your face. Right, and it was a. Um... Oh, you're, yeah. under, you're under arrest, Sugar. Yeah, it was. It was. It wasn't NFL Live or anything like that. It was like NFL Today or something like that. Or CBS was NFL Today, I think. CBS but anyway, is... what the heck happened to Ahmad Rashad? I, I want to know. I don't know. Where did he went? Put that gun down, PJ. Nothing. I am asking you for an instant impression. No, God, n- nothing. He's, he's not, not doing good. anything, no. He won't even come on the air. What What kind of producer? Uh, back to Kobe Bryant, who spans generations. It, it does make it tough to, to discern because certain eras bleed into each other. You're absolutely right. I think with baseball, I feel like the cool thing is you know, a 95-mile-an-hour fastball is a 95-mile-an-hour fastball. Like, there's been advances in the game, but, you know, Walter Johnson could pitch tomorrow. You know, you think about the The, the cool thing with baseball is there, there's a lot of side stuff, like travel. Right. You know, these, these guys play day games in ridiculous uniforms, <laughs> sweating their couillons off like in freaking heavy flannel, whatever they were, flannel uniforms in 115 degree heat, no air conditioning in the clubhouse, blah, blah, blah. They get on a bus and they go play another two games the next day. And they basically have, like, two (laughs) pitchers. So, like, could you picture, like, A-Rod, like, who's, like, traveled first class his entire career and, you know, I mean, could you picture A-Rod having to make trips like that? Oh I, no, no. It'd be, I mean, you just...
0: Uh, well, but but think about it. If
1: they didn't have it back
0: then, then yes, he, you can
1: picture him doing it.
0: I can't picture them taking him out of today today's uh, amenities and dropping him back into...
1: But that's what I'm saying. How much better would Babe Ruth have been if he was getting flown first class and had the whores and the hot dogs and the beers up in first class with him?
0: I, he might be like unfrozen caveman lawyer though, and wouldn't know how to handle it,
1: <laughs> right?
0: Like if you were to, if you were to throw a rod Un- into
1: unfrozen caveman Babe Ruth, right? I love this. If you
0: were to throw a rod into the DeLorean and send him back to 1927, right? And then tell him when he gets there, you know, just can you get let Babe Ruth get in the car when it comes back, right? Because that, that's my technical way of swapping uh time frames.
1: Yeah. I like I, it. I think it would work. It was scientific.
0: Um <laughs> I would love to see Babe Ruth, you know, step out of, you know, out of time travel into 2012 and 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 with Twitter and with, you know, 500 cameras in a ballpark and and yep. having to talk to 30 people after every game
1: and night games. Night right. <laughs> lights right playing at night yeah i, mean, I was I, you know it th- that's one of the fascinating arguments about the the baseball argument i mean think about mickey mantle you know think about mickey mantle being able to have the uh, uh the medicine or you know the access to uh, an acl surgery right right you know but just outside of that the two major things for me with baseball are always before integration, you know, those guys didn't play against the best players. Like the competition, you can never say that. You can't really say that they played against the best competition. That's right. And then the other thing is, well, they didn't, and,
0: and they also didn't play against
1: uh, players from other countries. Right. The the Latin player, sure.
0: Well, right, or anywhere. I mean, yeah. whoever, whoever happened to be a ball player in America at that time, that was your competition.
1: Right. And he was usually uh, Joe Bag of Donuts, who had to work at the cemetery digging. You know,
0: well then these guys crazy. had other jobs. That's that's the other
1: thing. They had to have other jobs. Could you imagine? They had, to have... <laughs> <laughs> right. had to go drive a truck. Could you imagine Aaron having to go oh, having man. to go like work a UPS route in the off season right? just the to off-season. make ends meet? Oh my god! I love that though. I love that. But it, you know, it works both ways, Cal. There's, those guys didn't have to deal with uh, uh, pitchers having video of them, pitchers right. being able to see every one of their at bats to break mm-hmm. them down, and most importantly, Mickey Mantle didn't have to deal with specialized pitching. Right. Mickey well, Mantle well, didn't. Babe have
0: did
1: Yeah, they, they, I mean, those guys did not have did not see four pitchers in a game.
0: Right. If it's the end, you know, if Babe Ruth comes up in a big spot in the eighth inning. He didn't, there wasn't a situational lefty brought in just to throw him a slider and get him to chase a pitch in the dirt. Yep, there were no loogies. No, it was basically whoever the pitcher was because <laughs> he was the starting pitcher.
1: He's still facing Rube Waddell at that point. <laughs> He's he, who's thrown thirty-seven innings in the last four days. By the way, I don't,
0: know, I don't know if that's accurate. If he was around during that time,
1: I mean, let's take a look.
0: I don't. I would have no idea of knowing that actually. Rube Waddell. <laughs>
1: Uh, gosh, I hope he was. Now, now I, I'm gonna look him up. Uh, yeah, but they didn't. They they didn't have to face that guy who was on uh, the Athletics just to get him out.
0: Right, and there was no steroids.
1: And and of course, <laughs> why, don't we, why don't
0: we just why don't we just talk about the elephant in the room?
1: Right, Rube Waddell uh, did not. He was a pitcher, though. At least I had that. Um, I love, you know what I love too about baseballreference.com is seeing the sabermetrics for back then of like a Rube Waddell, like seeing like what his war is. <laughs> What's his Bob-ip? It's like, like Rube Waddell would be like so freaked out if he was looking at my computer script, but of course he'd be like, what am I doing here? <laughs> he, uh, he was, uh, 1897 to 1910.
0: Ah, uh, he predates Babe Ruth by a little bit.
1: Not much. But well, uh, he puts up some numbers.
0: Would he have pitched against Grover Cleveland Alexander?
1: No, but he might have ran against him. <laughs> <laughs> he was. Uh, I'm fat. I'm suddenly fascinated with Rue Waddell. By the way, this is this is why this site is so dangerous.
0: Oh yeah, it's like a, it's it's the, uh, the
1: rabbit hole. I'll never forget one day, Doctor Stat when he was in uh, med school at Brooklyn. And uh, we used to live near each other in Brooklyn Heights. And he was burnt out from from studying or whatever. He had, it was like in a, some rotation of his residence. I mean, he was just burnt and toasty and just like needed to shut his brain off. So I would, because <laughs> I was an actor, so more than happy to oblige and plenty of free time on my hands. We'd go over there and we would like play Madden for like six hours or something. Just to, you know, just to take our minds off or his mind off uh, medicine. And, <clears throat> excuse me he had this great sports almanac this baseball almanac uh-huh and we picked it up i can't gosh we started having a conversation just like this like in fact maybe maybe i'll steer it right to baseball and the heck with Wayne Gretzky um although <laughs> although although i do have to make one good point that scott made um about hockey but we started we opened up this thing how we were just having this conversation about the best pitcher ever or the best this ever and like looking up numbers we spent like we turned around it was like five hours had gone by yeah and we were just and this is this is pre like big internet this is pre big internet this is we're talking ninety nine maybe two thousand alright ninety eight actually probably so it's pre big internet and we spent five hours with this baseball almanac and you know what we came away with I'm gonna bring him up We did that. We did. We did. I think we did top five at every position.
0: Top Uh, five players at every position.
1: Yep. I think we did top five at every position. And the pitchers, the number one guy was hands down, and it wasn't even close, Walter Johnson. I mean, not, it wasn't even, it was not even close, Walter Johnson. He pitches from 1907 to 1927.
0: 20 years.
1: Okay, 20 years. And so he's spanning the dead ball era, but then he pitches into when they start hitting home runs. Okay. Okay, a little bit. So 30, 1913, 36 and 7. 29 complete games, 346 innings pitched. 243 strikeouts and a 1.14 ERA. His his ERA plus was 259, which is really, really, really good. And his whip count was 0.78. <laughs> that's, now, that's for, obviously, crazy. he's not giving up home runs because nobody's hitting home runs then. But he's also pitching every three days. He started... 40, 36 games that year.
0: Right, and, th- and throwing complete games every three days.
1: Well, here's the beauty part, Cal. He started 36 games. He pitched in 48 games. He oh. finished, He finished 10 games and had two saves. <laughs> he gave up 44 earned runs in 346 innings. <laughs> Come on now. Come on. It's ridiculous, right? Like, like, man, how does how does his arm stay on? I don't know. And
2: these guys, there was no pitch count.
1: It's, it's not like Stephen Strasburg where they're shutting him down after 150 innings. Right, that's like a month <laughs> that's like a <laughs> for
0: Walter Johnson.
1: Some of his numbers. That's his. That's probably his his best year. That's pretty good. He was 417 and 279. Overall. And he managed to put together and that's you know, the the win loss stat means so much more then than it to me than it does now.
0: But right, he lost almost three hundred games in lost, his career. How good could he be?
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? He only Cal, he only had five hundred and thirty one complete games. That's it. <laughs> five hundred and thirty one. How many
0: games did he pitch in?
1: He started six hundred and sixty six.
0: Alright, so let's just let's just do a little quick math here. Six hundred and sixty six games. And how many how many complete games? Uh five hundred and thirty-one. Five hundred and thirty-one. <laughs> Just real quick. That's eighty percent of every game he started, he finished. Yep. Eighty percent.
1: His career ERA was two point one seven. Eighty
0: <laughs> percent. He had you a
1: he had a hundred and ten shutouts
0: i like to just put it into, into perspective <clears throat> for those of you that, that don't quite grasp how many games 80% of a total is. Uh, if somebody pitches 35 games right now, let's say they start 35 games in a
1: season. Which is high, by the way. Right.
0: But, but if if they start 35 games, they need to have
1: 28 complete games in that season. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> he averaged... I'm trying to look at this. He I think he averaged 25 complete games a year.
0: Yeah, that's about right. well 20, 20 well, yeah. More. If, <clears throat> if you pitch 20 years,
1: he have he pitched 21 years.
0: 20, yeah.
1: So he averaged and he averaged 25 complete games, 6 games finished. Don't know what that is. So he averaged, he averaged 31 starts a year, and twi- we could go on about Walter Johnson. I mean, my goodness. My goodness. I want to get in. So he's number one by far and away. He was the best. And I'm sorry, a 98-mile-an-hour fastball is translatable in any yeah. era. Yeah. Like yeah. Get, get me one of those Walter Johnson guys. How did their arms not – I mean, seriously –
0: and and, no, and this is way before Tommy John was even born. <laughs> <That's> right. <laughs> so how did they do this?
1: I, You know the other one, Cal? The other thing that we didn't talk, like the Tommy John surgery is one thing, for sure. We didn't mention that. Like the advances in medicine. The advances in just keeping guys healthy on a day-to-day basis. Forget about Tommy John surgery. You know, in, in all sports, like so different in every era. But think about this. These guys. <laughs> These guys, the the illegal pitches were uh, legal. Oh, right. The spitball. I mean, the spitball was Pit like... Ball, shine ball. you know, these were all legal.
0: But the catcher would call it. It's like, you know, one for fastball, two for curb, three for spitball. Right? If I put it, the catcher puts three fingers down, he's indicating to the pitcher, just slobber all over your hand. Yep. At this point. Or,
1: or rub it on the shoe shine or shoe polish that's on your uh, pant leg.
0: Right, whatever, whatever you got, it was legal.
1: It was. No baseball, you could, we could, we could do an entire two-hour show just looking at baseballreference.com, and like looking these guys up. I, and like I said, Doctor Ray and I did it one day just with a, a hardcover baseball almanac, and we still go back to that day and refer back to it of like how just how great it was. That's that's it's unbelievable. And because they they we I think uh, that's what we did, Brian. We did a starting nine. We did a starting nine.
0: The best position player. The best player in every position.
1: Right. Our own starting nine. And then we took, I think we took four starters and two relievers. So basically, we took our all-time starting nine. And then as we were naming the guys, we would look up their numbers for verification. Okay. It's hard not to have a lot of Yankees on that team. Yeah, well. It is. It is. It is. Unfortunately, it's hard for a Mets fan. But um, I want to go over, and we're going to talk about that other, the sports gift thing. I want to talk about that. And then PJ's probably busting to talk about the uh, covers or whatever. Uh, you know, uh, about bands covering things and stuff.
2: What, what's, that, what's that word mean, Hanky? What's that mean? What happened? I don't you using words around me. I don't understand.
1: Wait, wait. Is that Tommy Lee?
2: Instant impression. Instant
1: impression. Tommy Lee, is that, is that, and then he's gone. He's chasing fugitives. <laughs> he's on the run.
0: Don't
2: you Richard remember the Casey? line? That cracked me up. What don't was use it? words around me I don't understand.
1: <laughs> that's right. Don't use words around me I don't understand. Oh, I see what he's doing. He's doing
0: Ty Cobb to inject himself into the conversation of the greatest players of all oh, time.
1: Oh, is that what he did? Yeah. Is that what that was? Or you were you do, you do were doing the fugitive?
2: I was doing the fugitive.
1: Yes. That's I the line know. from the fugitive. I know. I was just, I was saying Tommy Lee Jones played Ty Cobb. Yes. Did anybody see that movie? Ty Cobb? Yes. Ty Cobb the movie? <laughs> That's the correct.
2: estate of Ted Williams.
1: If you if you have seen Ty Cobb play Cal, we're gonna to need to talk. Because you may be a vampire.
0: From all accounts he was one nasty uh
1: An ornery cuss, I believe. Unlikable the way in it.
2: any era.
1: Yeah, that's correct.
2: That translates. He transcends time, right?
1: As a d-bag in any era. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well, uh, one thing on hockey and the any era conversation, because obviously Gretzky is largely regarded. I think it's really tough to do with football, because it's the greatest
2: he's-
0: football player of all time, Jim Brown.
1: Right. It's always said. Of, right, bro- why is it? Why is it not Joe Montana?
0: Because it's Jim Brown, it can't be Joe Montana if it's Jim Brown.
1: See, I think it's too positional with football. Like, I think you have to have the greatest quarterback of all time, or the greatest defensive lineman of all time. Or... Well, I
0: always, I always run into a problem with football because it's the only sport where you one you play either offense or defense, and in every other sport, that's part. You know, both ends are part of your game.
1: True. Well done. Can't put anything past you. <laughs> Right? Do That's you know the, that? They don't. They don't uh, anymore. They use like what Chuck Bednarik played. Sure. I mean, you had two-way players.
0: All you know. Back again. It's different eras.
1: They don't do that anymore. Yeah. Football is. Uh, you know, Scott brought one up today for the football conversation. I want to get back to the hockey. But Scott brought one up today for the football conversation because we were just specifically talking about quarterbacks. And you say a guy like Marino today. Could you imagine if Marino's prime was uh, 2,000 to th- 2010 and not 85 to 95? Could you? He would have thrown for 7,000 yards a year. Could you imagine? <laughs> yeah, I mean, he, he certainly would. Without the clutching and grabbing and the stuff that the DBs can't get away with and everything? I, I mean...
0: Yeah. The, I mean, this era is custom made for
1: him. Yep. Got guys like him, Jim Kelly... Elway Jim Kelly's another good call You know who we said too Who always, Warren Moon Take it easy You're getting very excited Well Warren old. Moon played for 36 years I, I
0: This would fall into the, the Underrated Conversation that we need to have at some point But Warren Moon is one of the most underrated quarterbacks I think ever
1: You like Warren Moon huh
0: Warren Moon was nothing if not prolific
1: He was Too soon he was, but he he played. He was a compiler, though, at some point, Cal, right? In two countries. <laughs> this wouldn't have anything to do with the fact that you're a quarter French-Canadian, would it?
0: No, because he didn't play for Montreal.
1: He did not play for the Alouette? No. Did he play for the Argonauts? He played for the Argonauts.
0: No, Warren Moon was, was very good, and I think people forget Absolutely. him. Absolutely. He was a compiler, but he was a good compiler. That's right? okay,
1: So, what about the guy that Scott brought up was uh, Namath? Namath would Namath would kill today. Oh, he would kill Cal if he didn't have to move around or and he wasn't taking the beating that he took. He had the fastest release of anybody. Yeah, and he—I mean, if he could just sit back there and sling the ball around, I mean, come on. No, he Namath Namath was in the wrong era. Namath would be much better in this era, I think.
0: Well, yeah, he he could have all the endorsements in this era,
1: too. Right, but, I mean, he threw for 4,000 yards in that era where he was getting the crap beat out of him. Like, that's the other thing, Bri, about the quarterback position. You can't touch the guy anymore. I mean, he wouldn't have taken the beating that he took. The guy got his jaw broken by Upshaw in in the Raiders game. Like, he was getting the crap beat out of him. I think I think Namath is a a prime candidate for playing be- better in this era. That's even another qualification. Like better in this era, he would have been. <clears throat> he was great in that era. He would have been better in this era. But is Montana better in this era? Yeah, they all would have been better in this era. Uh, Montana physically though worries me. Why? Because he was slight. I mean, he seems like and I'm going to get killed for this, but he seems like the least athletic of those guys. Joey Joe Montana was not slight. He wasn't. I mean, he wasn't big like Marino, or you know. I Joe Montana was a big guy. No. You know what's big great is I happen to, I happen to have the Pro Football Reference. Right, he was uh, big on TV. I happen to have the Pro Football Reference page at my disposal. I'll look up Joe Montana. But, but so is he not in the conversation for you as the best quarterback of all time? Who Joe Montana? Yes, of course he is. Six two. He was six two two zero five. That's not a small guy. Well, he's bigger than Mark Sanchez.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he's absolutely in the conversation for greatest quarterback of all time. Is Brett Favre in that conversation, or that you, can't, you have to recuse yourself from this from this discussion <laughs> <laughs> because you can't. You have no way of being.
1: Because of okay. I have, I have how much I dislike Brett Favre. Yeah, I may have to uh, take a pass.
0: All time, I feel like I feel like the all-time thing got thrown around.
1: No, he's with him. With him. <clears throat> you know, top ten maybe. No, I can't. Boy, I can't even do. I can find ten better quarterbacks than him all time. I can pretty pretty quickly too. Right, <laughs> like off the top of my head. You know, Montana, Brady, Peyton Manning. Marino, uh, uh, Bradshaw, Aikman. These are all guys I'd take over. Kelly. Him. Kelly. Elway. Elway. Elway, thank you. All guys. I, Bart Starr, it Plunkett. These are guys that <laughs> – let's take it easy with Jim Plunkett now. These are all guys I – you just said that because he's American Indian. You can admit it. I did, well, listen,
0: I'm cover – I'm trying to hit all the – the,
1: right. the
0: focus group said <laughs> – you know, hit all the hit all the demographics.
1: Demographic brag. Brady. Bra I said Brady. Calm down. To Eli.
0: <laughs> Warren Moon.
1: Warren Moon. <laughs>
0: well no, here's a good question. Was Warren Moon a better quarterback than Brett Favre? No.
1: Pretty you don't think so? I can't. I can't. All right. Pretty close though, right? He didn't win a Super Bowl. I just I can't. He won five great cups. Oh, my bad. Hey, take it easy. All
0: Legitim- right. legitimate championships. They get take paid it to easy, play Hoser. Through, you
1: know. Yeah. Take it easy, Hoser. All right. Last thing on hockey. Cause then it, well, we could keep going. Cause it, but I want to do the sports gift and the band covers. Cause, well, and we're, do- we're doing an hour and a half. Darn it.
0: Yeah. So we only have
1: 27 minutes. 27 left. minutes. We get a lot of stuff in. On the hockey? With the greatest of all time conversation, Scott was telling me he was watching a great documentary on the NHL Network about um, I think it was uh, Bobby Hall. It was either Bobby Hall, Gordy Howe, or Bobby Orr, one of the, one of the, <laughs> the big three. And the difference he cited the biggest difference generationally that you can't say is the goaltending and the goaltenders from, like, they're playing a different game. Like, you can't possibly put Martin Brodeur and, like, you know... Ken Dryden. Yeah, Ken Dryden in the same conversation. You can't. Because they're playing... Nobody butterflies back then. And then the other thing he pointed out, quite astutely, is the equipment. Not only is it lighter... I said, well, you know, the masks, the development of the helmet and the mask is so much greater you know, that these guys became more fearless as time went on because they're more padding, whether it be the chest protector, the, the, the pads or whatever. And he, the other thing he said, the pads didn't get wet. Don't get wet anymore. So you play back in the day, you go down a couple of times, those pads would be like 50 pounds each because they'd get wet. So big, you know, I look at film of uh, of Gretzky. Like I, I'll see like a Gretzky special on the NHL Network I'm not sure, Cal. I'm sure he'd be great. I don't know if he's great in today's if he's if he's Gretzky in today's n h l he might not be with the clutching and grabbing and 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 just the size of these guys. there's not enough room on the rink anymore <laughs> there's just, well, there's just not i don't know what do you think well i think.
0: I think he would have a problem in today's well <laughs> there's there's no today's NHL right. right now there's no NHL today right were there an NHL let's suppose there was a, there was a league, a professional hockey league in North America sure um Wayne Wayne Gretzky again was such a supreme talent and Here's the other thing about Wayne Gretzky. Everybody forgets what a playmaker he was. Sure, he had all these goals, but he he almost had 200 assists one year. I know. 200 <laughs> assists. Thaggering. In one year. So he makes everybody around him better, too. So he, you you might not have seen him score 70, 80 goals a season.
1: Right. But it's I, a different but, game, right? They don't score game.
0: that much. No, but I think he still would have had the ability to, to – Create plays and make others better.
1: Oh, he's still having 140 point seasons.
0: Right, more. He's still having more points than anybody's having right now.
1: Yeah, he's still going like 50 and 80. You know, like he still he would still be the best player in the league yeah, right now. That's I that's think. probably true. What about Same Lemieux? Thing. Same thing. Yeah, Lemieux more physical than him. A little bit. He was bigger, bigger guy, more physical than him. Um, but now <clears throat> did. Gretzky ever play with a guy as good as Yager? Did yeah, well, he ever have a line mate as good as Yager? Yari Curry was unbelievable. Yari Curry, let's go to the tape.
0: Look, I mean, you're going to go to the tape and you're going to see Yari
1: Curry put up ridiculous numbers. It, was he as good as Yager in his prime, though? Come on now. He wasn't.
0: He wasn't as good as Yager. But Yari Curry, well, Yari Curry was like the perfect complement to Gretzky on that line.
1: Yari Curry's skater rank is number 35. That's pretty good. Uh, there's some big years in here. I'll give you that. 85, 86, he has 68 goals. That's nothing to sneeze at. He scored 600 goals in his career. Yeah. That's nothing to sneeze at.
0: What did Yager score?
1: Oh, Yager's I. At... Let's uh, let's go to let's look up Yaramir Yager's. Leave off the uh, the consonant or the uh, vowel between the G and the R for savings. Yager uh, has six sixty five.
0: Alright, he's got more points. Nine hundred
1: and uh, eighty eight assists. That's pretty good. He has a couple of years where he leads the lead, where on on the same team as Yager or as uh, Lemieux, he leads the league in assists.
0: Look, I'm not saying Yaramir Yager wasn't a good player.
1: No, you you you, you made a great point. You're right. I, I asked the question, and you had a good answer for it. Yari Curry, uh, tremendous. Tremendous. I, I did not know Yari Curry was – I didn't know there was like a 60-goal year for Yari Curry in there.
0: Yeah, and I mean multiple 50-goal years.
1: Boy, the Yager had some – Guys were good. You don't see numbers like this anymore. You don't.
0: You don't get two guys that good on the same team anymore.
1: Well, Malkin and Crosby, if Crosby could stay healthy.
0: Right, but that's the
1: exception. Yeah. No, it is. Well, we we're seeing it in baseball with the Nats. I mean, they they happen to have been so crappy for two straight seasons that they happened into not one but two once in a generation players. Literally. In in Strasbourg and Harper. Yeah. I
0: mean
1: it's it's ridiculous. They happened into two
0: once
1: in a the, the, these players only come along once in a generation, except they came twice. They came to the twice same. to the same team.
0: Well because they were so bad. They just they happen
1: to be they happened to
0: be so bad at the right time.
1: At the right time.
0: Timing's everything.
1: Yeah, and you know who. To, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to bring the whole podcast down.
0: I'm not going to say it. What? By 16 to 1? No,
1: I, are they losing 16 to 1 tonight?
0: They lost tonight, uh, 16
1: to 1. The New York Mets did?
0: So oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, three hits.
1: 16 to 1.
0: Three hits, 16 to 1.
1: So. So that's
0: why that's why we're talking about Yari Curry tonight.
1: That's why the show, that's why Rube Waddell has been featured prominently. Sixteen to one. Did they go for two or? No, they they did
0: give up eight in the first. Eight in the first. Eight in the first. Uh, Jeremy Hefner left without getting an out.
1: Brian, stop, stop playing around.
0: Eight in the first, and and then seven in the ninth. Seven. So if you take innings two through eight, there was a tie game. It was one-one. They were right in it. Put seven. <laughs>
2: seven. that um, gun down.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and they played this game. This was a makeup game on a Thursday night against the Giants.
0: Well, it was yeah. It was scheduled against the Giant game.
1: That's what I'm saying. They scheduled and, against and the Yankees
0: And the Yankees played tonight, too, didn't they? Yeah. yeah scheduled um, against
1: the Giant game. If there were 4,000 people in that stadium tonight, I would be shocked.
0: They said 20,000. <coughs> 20,010. Yeah. To the
1: Mets. Okay.
0: 20,010.
1: You know what, Cal? There are also 20,010 people in my office right now.
0: Right. Disguised as air.
1: That's correct. Molecules.
0: Sixteen to one tonight.
1: Good and job, everybody. Uh, good job.
0: They've lost. Uh, they've lost. I don't, I don't talk
1: about, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. They've scored one run or or three runs or less in sixteen straight ball games at home. Sixteen straight home games. Yes. yes. Four good, job, and, every,
0: four, good job, everybody. Four and twenty-five
1: in their last twenty-nine home games. Good job, everybody. Great stuff. And the
0: best part about it.
1: There's the best part.
0: Yeah, the best part about all of this, they're broke.
1: They're broke, but ah, boom! Only the Mets—they've
0: got no money, so they can't get better because they've got no money.
1: They're also smearing their own ballplayers, apparently.
0: Right. Right. In the the press. Right. Let's talk bad about this guy because we want to trade him.
1: Right. Because that makes nothing increases trade value more than painting somebody to be a bad seed. Do that. No, we're slipping. Let's
0: stop. Stop it. Okay, that's stop. all. No, it's just look. When people listen to this podcast, and they and they because what's going to happen is they're going to tell tales of the sixteen to one game the Mets lost to the Phillies. Yeah, and uh, and they're going to realize it was on a Thursday night. People are going to go back and check the archives. Hey, let's hear what the, what the fellas had to say about this.
1: Let's listen to what those Cal and Sampe types had to say.
0: So I just I just wanted to throw that in there.
1: Yeah. Well they you know what? I uh I think we owe an apology to Michael K. I think we owe an apology to uh now they're they're not historically bad. They've won twenty six more games than than the uh sixty two Mets. But uh they're close. They are setting uh, yeah. they are setting a record for futility. I
0: don't think I'm gonna apologize. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But I will agree that this is bad.
1: Yeah, I think I'm okay on the apologies. I think I'm all right. I'm going to pass. I'm not being defensive. You're being
0: defensive. I'd be pretty hard-pressed
1: to find anything worse than this. Than Michael K. I I agree. In my lifetime. Oh, you mean the Mets? Yeah. No, I meant Michael Kay. Um, last thing on the uh, all-time debate. One last thing to throw at you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Is there a current player in the four majors the four mages that you would throw out there as a potential best ever. Now, there's obviously a best of of our era because we're in the era. But I'm saying best ever.
0: A potential player that's currently playing today in in one of the four. In one of the four major sports where if you were going to have the conversation about that particular sport, who is the best ever would this player be in the
1: conversation? One of the best ever,
0: yes. No. Okay. You see what I did? I just repeated what you said to I give myself that. time to think. Excellent. <laughs> Are you a that's lawyer? A they teach you that in that's, podcast school.
1: That's. <laughs> you said, look, you said last the week. The Connecticut School of Podcasting. The, the Connecticut <laughs> School of Podcasting. You said last week that there were things we should work on to be more professional. Right. I, th- I think you started the ball rolling right there.
0: I'm 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 always looking to self improve.
1: That's right. And I have hit the cough button a few times tonight.
0: I've noticed that.
1: I have begun to utilize the mute on my little microphone here.
0: Is there a player currently playing today? Now
1: Now if you really want us to be professional Brian, you have to get outraged by this question.
0: Well, that's not professional.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you said you wanted us to be more like uh we should be more like the radio, right?
0: Right. That's all oh, right.
1: Outrage.
0: I need to get I need to get outraged and, and, and be indignant and, and very matter of fact and what I say goes.
1: Yep. Be the antithesis of what we're trying to be.
0: And if you don't agree, well then you're wrong. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> you're not, you 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 don't have a clue. Not only are you wrong, you're a bad person.
1: Wake up. You're lost. You're lost. Wake up,
0: Peyton Manning.
1: Yes, definitely. Yeah, you I have. I,
0: I, have, I have a, a
1: couple. All, I have a couple guys in mind in each uh, sport. All right, Peyton Manning, best quarterback of all time. Yeah. Okay. But well, we're not saying he is the best
0: quarterback of all time. He's in, the, he's in the discussion.
1: Current player in the conversation.
0: All right, here's an easy one: Mariano Rivera, best closer of all time.
1: That's a no-brainer.
0: But he's not playing right now, so. But he's active. Okay, so that's on the technicality.
1: We get him in. We sneak him in. We get him in. He's okay. also Panamanian, and we need one of those.
0: Would you, would you dare put LeBron James in that category right he's now? He's got to be
1: in the discussion.
0: And Kobe Bryant, for that matter.
1: Correct. There's two.
0: All right. I've
1: hit those three sports.
0: In hockey, Martin two, Brodeur.
1: You're missing one in football.
0: I'm missing one. In, why? I just... I was kind of jumping around.
1: Yeah, no, no, but there's there's another real obvious one. In football. It's Brady. It's Brady. Gotta be. Best quarterback of all time. Gotta be. Gotta be in the conversation. Yeah, I think I think he would have. Three Super Bowl wins, a couple of MVPs, Super Bowl MVPs, he holds the record for touchdowns in a season. It's gotta be Brady.
0: Here's a weird one. Would you throw Adam Vinatieri into the conversation for great Absolutely.
1: Why? Because we need an Italian in there. Hey. And a kicker. And a kicker. And vinatieri.
2: Right? I always
1: I always wanted I always wanted uh, uh one of his game winning kicks, the announcer, to fall into like a an Italian. Like, like completely over the top. Yeah. And yeah. here here it comes Vinatieri. He
2: puts it a the field goal. vinatieri. Oh che fa... Ba 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 ba! But Vinatieri, he hitted the field goal.
1: He kicked that ball. Ah, Vinatieri! What is that, Adam? Why are your parents no name of you, Anthony? Why couldn't his name? Why couldn't his name be Anthony Vinatieri? Oh, that would have been perfect. Tony
0: Vinatieri. That's fantastic.
1: That's the That's guy
0: it's than... Tony Siragusa.
1: <laughs> That's right. Tony Vinatieri is the guy who's uh, slicing your meat nice and thin at their deli. <laughs> give, me the, give me the ham gobble goal extra thin, though, okay? Hey, Tony, Vinatieri, don't mess with me. How's this? Is it thin enough? Is it thin enough? I'll give you a little slice. Screw you.
0: You want a taste? <laughs> hey, I'm
2: Vinatieri. Kick it a field goal.
0: You want the boys' head combo? What do you want? With the salami?
1: You want Munster? I got Munster. I used to be a field goal kicker, you know. Pretty pretty good one. Don't even (laughs) hit the
0: Am I missing another football player or no?
1: No, just uh, Tom. How about Ed Reed? Mm, Pretty. How about Ray Lewis? How about Ray Lewis? Gotta put him in there. Yeah, Ray Lewis. Yeah, I mean, there's a there's a number of football players. Is there another hockey player? No. Oh, Brodor.
0: Besides Brodor, that you can think of?
1: Brodor, 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 Martin, Brodor, Brodor, and Brodor. So those, yeah. And then baseball, A-Rod? or is it all tarnished?
0: Baseball is tough
1: because of all of that.
0: It's not something you can't just ignore it. Jeter. Yeah, I said. Greatest, like
1: greatest, what of all time? Baseball player or shortstop? Greatest intangibles of all time. He's in that list. Greatest Ford commercial of all time.
0: Player with the most
1: edge. Best gift baskets. All time. All time. Although, you know know who gave a nice gift basket? Phil Esposito.
2: Is that true? That's correct.
1: (laughs) Phil Esposito? Are you serious about that? I am not even remotely serious. First name that came to my head.
0: I feel like it would include a package of stelladoro s cookies. (laughs) Phil Esposito.
1: What was the Stelladoro commercial? Oh, my With With the breakfast treats. Yeah, with the breakfast treats. What was the tagline?
0: They're oh. not just breakfast. It's
1: like breakfast... Oh, PJ, where are you? Blasted Biggs, it was where like, are you?
0: Oh, I can I, mean, I can see it. It's the man and the woman sitting in a dark kitchen. And
2: yeah. Ah. Cookies for breakfast? These aren't right. cookies. These are Stella Dora breakfast treats.
0: Yes. Cookies are for dessert, George. Breakfast treats you eat anytime. Can I yes. <laughs> Well, if you could eat them anytime, Alice... Why do they call them breakfast, breakfast treats? Breakfast <laughs> Completely,
1: just completely angry.
0: Right, and then she's like, "Don't talk, George.
1: Just don't talk, George. Does no he, cookies. Just eat. Right? Doesn't he say no cookies? These are <laughs> Celadoro <tell> breadsticks.
0: <laughs> the breadsticks were good. Wow. Yeah, and it's got toast.
1: Marron. <laughs> I totally forgot about this. That that commercial is great. Doesn't like he like somebody, like flip the light on them like they're sneaking them or something? Uh,
0: no, the with the with the man and the wife are just sitting in a dark in a dark kitchen. Right. Like it you is. know that it's three. You know that it's three in the morning based on the lighting <laughs> right. in the kitchen. Right.
2: Typical train car apartment. One light bulb over the uh, over the kitchen table. Right. right. They don't have
0: money for electric in the house, but they've got all these stelladoro cookies. <laughs>
1: They're lousy with Stelladoro <laughs> so breakfast. Breakfast treats.
2: They're just so you know. These are Stelladoro breakfast treats. Did is? You know about an, these?
1: Was there another one where they like steal the cookies or? The Stelladoro oh, with the with the chocolate in the middle.
2: Oh, with the yeah, those were good. Swiss fudge uh-huh. cookies.
1: Swiss fudge cookies.
2: That was the housewife. The housewife stole the Swiss fudge cookie.
1: Right, I stole Pasteladoro. good job <laughs> embedded <laughs> in our in our collective memories from that time.
2: There are some those good are commercials good. out there.
1: oh, those are good. You dip that in a little uh, coffee or whatever,
2: oh man, you know, I work on a television show called the world's greatest commercial yeah, maybe i can maybe, maybe I can hook up an interview there that would be true with, with, with us with the old couple. We'll <laughs> no, maybe you should
1: bring us on, like uh, VH1.
2: Right. Oh, sure.
1: World's greatest. Well, And it'll just say, Sam, Pete, and Cal from RTU. Right, right. and guys, we're looking this, off the
2: camera on an angle. We'll, we'll cut to Todd Bridges. He'll say something funny. Right. Then it'll will
1: uh Right, John. And then uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Mike Lee and Black. Right. <laughs> we're there. I think Michael Ian Black has that in his book that he stopped doing those because he didn't want to be known as that guy. As that guy? As the uh, the VH one guy. He's kinda of um, built for it though. He is built for it. And and look, it's a career.
0: There was a very touching documentary on the closing of the Stelladoro factory in Brooklyn. On HBO
2: recently. Well where are they made now?
0: I don't I think they moved them somewhere to, to Middle America.
1: Sounds
0: like but that a was, counting, counting Crow song. It was. It was just um, it was it was depressing. Really, really. the
1: worst the worst Counting Crow song ever.
2: Round here, that
1: one. <laughs> Stelladoro breadstick <laughs> on the
2: move. <laughs> I don't dunk my cookies anymore.
1: <laughs> In the heart of
2: Middle America. You know, Counting Crows did a great cover song that I like.
0: Segway! Where's my bell?
1: Where's the, ring the little bell. Ring the Segway bell. Hold I'm on. on a
2: Segway. Right now.
1: <laughs> segway bell. Segway alert.
0: Actually, that was that was like if I wanted a couple to kiss at a wedding. I just was getting a glass.
1: Hey, question about that real quick. Is that an every uh, thing or is that an Italian <laughs> thing? In everything that's in every wedding, right?
2: Every yeah. wedding I've ever been to.
1: I have to check on those things, though. I've know been you...
2: to some freakazoid weddings,
1: <laughs> I, okay? <laughs> like on a bet,
2: or every stripe of nationality, they all do it.
1: Okay, I have to check on those things because sometimes the uh, things that I have seen at Italian weddings all my life that I think are customary, people are like, I don't know why you're sitting on my lap now. Like right. why are we doing? Why are we doing the lap switch dance? What are you doing? You know, It's you such a Pavlo- the
2: table and tries to remove garters from all the women. <laughs> oh, we're not doing that. We're not. <laughs> they don't do that here. We don't do that. Oh no! My last wedding, we played collect the <laughs> garter. Oh. Uh, You're gonna do it like that.
1: I wanted to before we get to the cover conversation, even though that was a magnificent segue. Just we're not me- down. Give me two minutes on sports gifts. All right. Your okay. two minutes
0: start What's now. What did you say?
1: Sports gifts. <laughs> no. Um, so we have a listener who's trying to get and wants to get a sports gift for her dad for his birthday. His birthday on the 24th. Uh, happy birthday, by the way. He's a great listener, loves the show. Big Mets fan, big Jet fan. And she was like, I want to get my dad something. Uh you know, like, what's a good – I have gotten some really good sports gifts of late. Of when, late? Yeah. What's, you know, Teresa is really good at that. Like, the first Christmas gift she ever got me was a Billy Smith throwback pro Billy Smith jersey. Uh, the Islander one. <laughs> not, not the uh, Calgary Flame one, yeah. Um. So I I wanted to ask you, Cal, you less PJ because you're not so much with the sports gifts. Um, but what are some? Have you gotten some great ones? Have you do have some good suggestions?
0: Sports gifts. I one at one time I got the a complete set of NHL hockey pucks, one for each team. Nice. Like the entire like I, it was a Christmas present. And it was it weighed a ton. Like, at a showpiece. Like what could this be? Yeah, and and when I have a place to show it, it will be one hell of a showpiece. Why did
1: you get me a tractor tire? <laughs> what the, is this a, bat, a car battery? It's very,
2: it's very thanks, heavy.
1: Thanks. But yeah, that was
0: that was a really cool one.
1: There's there's a lot to this. Like one of the I got my father-in-law this great uh, Texas Tech helmet because he went to Texas Tech like a little mini helmet signed or whatever by a wide receiver that played for it. And it was like you can do that and get real creative with it obviously the memorabilia aspect is huge i don't know if you i have a little tiny bit of that but you could go jersey you could go clothing you could go uh mug you know sure. i you could there's a lot of put plaque. Pla- plaque i still have my my islanders plaque that i got at the flea market when i was 8 years old
0: i don't think still I have I can- it I don't think you can go pennant anymore.
1: You can if you go classic, like throwback pennant. What do you do with a pennant these days? You hang it up, my friend. Yeah. I, have, I have a pennant in my closet. Yeah. I have a Dayton, uh, University of Dayton pennant for my alma mater. Right, but that's, you know, that's almost 20 years ago now. And I'm also only allowed to hang it in one place. In the closet. In the back of my closet. <laughs> I see. It is not allowed to be displayed anywhere else in the house. What's a good gift, though? I just... Give you parameters. I'll say, like, uh, hundred bucks most you can spend. A good gift? Yeah. For a big Met and Jet fan. Um... I, see, but I love the sports gifts. I love them. I do, but,
2: you know, What about the framed, signed picture?
1: Yeah, the framed, signed picture is a delight. It doesn't have to be signed, either.
2: As long as it's a good
1: picture... Yeah. How
2: about it. How about erased. Formerly signed, and someone scratched <laughs> it out. Right. So it was a markdown.
0: <laughs> but it was erased. They had used erasable ink, and when they went to erase it, they ripped the page a little bit. That's
2: something. That's something Ty Cobb would have done. <laughs> you're talking about a lot of things that stay on a shelf. Do tickets qualify as a, as a good sports gift, or is that it's quick, it's over in a day, and Quickly forgotten. No, I so think good. tickets are a great
1: sports gift. I've gotten oh, okay. tickets, like for Scott, for example, that was his birthday gift for a lot of years. Was I would take him to an Islander game because his right. birthday he is in September. He hated that,
2: by the way. He talked hated. about it all the time. I'm He's aware. Like, again, with the Islander's ticket.
1: <laughs> Stupid Islander game. <laughs> God, I guess I guess that kid never saw a gift certificate in his life. Hello. You know,
2: you know a, a few years. Abercrombie he knows I shop Hello? at Target. What's his problem? <laughs>
0: A a few years ago when they were um, selling off Shea Stadium, right, and everything, literally, whether it was bolted down or not, they were selling it, would would a pair of seats from Shea Stadium be a good gift?
1: Would you like that? I would love that. He has something from Shea Stadium. Who's he? This guy who's getting this gift. He does? Yes. He has something from Shea Stadium. I, I'm not sure what, maybe a seat, it might be a seat. I mean, we're talking that level of Met fan.
0: You got to, that's that's a serious Met fan.
1: That's, he's not playing around. A, tell you,
0: helmet, a, 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 a full-fledged actual size
1: Jet helmet.
0: Not even autograph,
2: though. <laughs> game, how about James
1: Hughes?
2: Is it a Big Bird thing? Uh, I believe it is. Milestone birthday?
1: I think it's a Milestone birthday, yes. Milestone, Milestone. I just said Milestone just to be a jerk. I'm right. being Ty Cobbish tonight. All
2: right. You or make you to come with
1: Just without the racism and the killing. <laughs> I I think, uh, what was, oh, uh, you another great gift that I got, uh, I'm trying to think of, you know, every year for my birthday, we obviously go to the MEC game. So going to a game is great. Sure. You know, but I, that's not an option for them. They're in Nashville. Huh. Right. It's it's something to think about for our listeners at the service.
2: What's dinner on? with Yogi or- Berra. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that's, that's it. That should be, that should be <laughs> easy to come by.
2: Yeah, he just meets you at a Denny's of your choice. You have to pay for him for the flat
1: to Nashville. That's right. To pay for the fly to Nashville.
2: He's a fairly nice guy. He might just come on his own. Might just be happy it. to be invited.
1: That's it. Like he wasn't for years at Yankee Stadium. He was persona non grata. But if you invite him to a Denny's, he's in.
0: He'll show. Can you get? Can you get a Yogi Berra impersonator?
1: Sure. Ooh. Not a good one though. Depends on wow. Terrible. Depends on how much you're paying him. You could probably get a halfway decent one. Well,
0: that's my point. If you, I mean, if Yogi Berra himself is too expensive,
2: <laughs> you get the guy. I, uh, that,
0: <laughs> you get the guy that does Elvis down there, in Nashville. There's got to have an Elvis impersonator down there, right?
1: Like it'd be great if it was a Yogi Berra impersonator who got all of his Yogi Berra-isms wrong. me. Like uh, it ain't over till it's almost over, or just something like just stupid. Like he's just terrible at yogiisms.
2: Right, Could get very meta with it, sure.
1: Ninety percent of this game is ten percent mental.
2: <laughs> you see, yeah. All my all my yogi quotes are. Uh, that's oh, an actual one. There, there
0: that restaurant is so crowded because there's a lot of people there.
1: <laughs> that's right. <laughs> right
0: that's just, yeah.
1: Hey, you know, I got uh, uh, my buddy Kev. I got Kev a Kingman uh, signed uh, picture Okay. for his 40th. Nice. I movie. think, I think that's a good one, like favorite player little sign.
0: Yeah, see, that's what I think. I think if you're going to get a gift for somebody, a big, a big sports fan, you find the, uh, the team that this person likes, and you find a photograph of a real key moment or even a moment that would be special to this particular person... And you get it all nice and framed. You present it in a plaque, in a frame, however you want to. If it's autographed, great. If not, no big deal. I just think that, that that's like a nice...
1: Yeah, and you, you know, and again, like maybe a favorite obscure player or something like that could be nice. That's all I'm saying. You know? I mean, <laughs> Dave Kingman's autograph didn't really cost that much.
0: <laughs> I have Dave Kingman's autograph.
1: I am the only one who doesn't anymore. Really? I lost it can 't find it
0: i had a I have a baseball it 's a baseball bunch baseball, and it is signed by Dave Kingman and mookie Wilson.
2: Wow,
1: where did you score that
0: i you know my father brought it home one day. well done probably cost a couple of bucks Twinkies. <laughs>
1: You should explain why it costs a couple bucks of Twinkies, please.
0: Oh, well, because he he drove a hostess truck for a living and Correct. quite quite often bartered goods,
1: <laughs> bartered Twinkies. Um, I once I also, met
2: Willie Mays, and I never thought to get uh, anything signed. I was just real happy to meet him.
1: You know, I shook Willie Mays's hand once at a baseball card show, too. Think, shares my you birthday. Any,
2: did you get anything signed?
1: I didn't. I No, he was just so walking two around. Two idiots. We're two with two we're two jerks.
0: My my favorite autograph though, I don't I don't know if I've told you this or if I, I feel like I might have said this before. Um it's a baseball signed by Jose Rijo.
1: <laughs> of the Cincinnati Red Legs. Right,
0: but it also includes Jose Rio's home phone number. <laughs> you never told me that. I never Why? told you that. Well I, once again, Dad's on Dad's on the job in Harlem. Right. Right, he goes into one of the bodegas. They get to talking with the shop owner. Guy knows Jose Rio. Of course. Oh yeah, my son's a big baseball fan. Could you think he can get an autograph? Yeah, no problem. He gets yeah, an autograph.
2: Sure.
0: And sure enough, gets the, so Jose Rio signs the the ball. Oh, I love it. With a Spanish, you know, it was in Spanish, and then his phone number. <laughs> Give me a call. Eight eight three something.
1: Is that in case he wants more Twinkies?
0: I, see I don't I have to think that maybe uh Senor Rijo misunderstood the request. Right. Or maybe he had a thing for your dad. I well my father never met Jose Rijo. I He's, see. He just met the go between.
1: <laughs> I see. Right? So. And now it's now now it's sketchy. <laughs> right.
2: But this now, we're dealing,
1: now we're not dealing with Twinkies anymore, are we?
2: It's like, oh this is great.
1: Okay, thanks. Thanks. I get, should I call him?
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm eleven. <laughs> and you'd probably have to call for me, but
2: would your friend like a backstage pass to the World's Strongest Man co- uh, contest? Twenty twelve. Would you? <laughs> no, but I would. <laughs> how how do week?
1: I get? How do I get my hands on one of those?
2: Get yourself Universal Studios theme park in California. That's where we're doing it next week. Okay. How much
0: would it cost to sit in the tub that these guys throw?
2: Oh boy, we don't have the insurance for that.
0: That's a, that's a well, you sign a waiver.
2: You take a Nick, week? Whose producer's daughter is going to get to sit in the in the tub that these Whee! guys throw? Why right,
0: they do that? They pick uh, up the ceramic bathtubs and you know, right? Taw, they mark them off. How far? Is well, it they
2: guys- did. They they did do a human event once. Oh boy! Where they, they loaded up a uh, like a peasant wagon. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like rock like Rocky IV style.
2: Like you had seven people, and then two more would get on, and then two more would get on, and the guy had to lift it and hold it straight, and then and then put it down. But two more they, peasants. Know, it got ridiculous. And mostly it was bad because the people standing in the wagon just started to look bored.
1: Were these homeless people, though? No. Were they putting actual peasants in the wagon
2: two people, by two? People who came to see it. It was people from the crowd. Is there, who wants to stand in the wagon? And they piled them in the wagon, and the big strong men would lift them up and put here, them down.
1: Here, put these rags on. <laughs> And, and after I a while, the, crowd, the, the crowd's CEO. like, all
2: right, you know, I've been in this wagon two and a half hours. Can, can I can I get out of the wagon now? I'm tired somebody of being told... lifted up and down. <laughs>
1: can somebody tell Magnus von Magnussen to put us down now, please? It was because a
2: long event. It, like it was a, a long afternoon.
1: It sounded <laughs> like, like a great idea at the time. This has gone horribly wrong. has <laughs>
2: gone terribly wrong.
1: Please. Somebody tell Sven von (laughs) Sigenshausen to just... I've had enough.
2: (laughs) The up and the down.
1: And give me my clothes back. These rags are not (laughs) mine, good sir.
2: Stop it now. We run a a legitimate, family-oriented...
1: Strongman contest. (laughs) Strongman
2: contest.
0: (laughs) Universal Studios.
2: (laughs) Well, not all... Not not all at Universal Studios, but some events. Some events are also going to be held at some uh, shady California casino. Like a ranch somewhere?
1: Please file that last part under things that have never been said. <laughs> Succession. Succession. We run a legitimate World's Strongest Man contest. Okay, you will find... Our contest is above reproach.
2: That's right. There's nothing untoward. Those
1: kegs kegs that we are tossing, those refrigerators that we are lifting, those airplanes that we are dragging. All sanctioned and league approved.
2: And brought you live from World's Strongest Man Arena. All the cars that they clean and jerk American made.
1: American made. Uh So, wow, we're going over time. Darn it. Should you just wrap it? Wrap it.
0: We tried. We didn't do do the cover songs.
1: We got to do the cover songs. Let's take 10 minutes. Can we do this in 10 minutes? Let's do 10 minutes. No, you
2: can't do it in 10 minutes. Come on now.
1: How about 15 minutes? We could do it another time. We could do it another time.
2: Where are we going?
1: We probably... (laughs) Where are you going? We probably should do it another time.
0: Yeah, right? once once you yeah once you pull the the, the seal back, there's no once, stop that,
1: once that can is open, those cover worms are. Let's do it next week. I got let's
2: nothing else do it, to do. Let's,
1: let's do it next week. Sure. Wrap it. Let's wrap it up. We're gonna right. wrap it. We are gonna wrap it. Mm. I'm I'm looking for the music cue. Let's you know, share. don't mind me. I'm looking for the music cue. I, you know, the great thing is I I labeled these last week. Yeah, that didn't yeah. I did a heck of a Clearly, I did a heck of a job. Okay. Uh, that is all the time we have. Or that is all the time we're taking for this week. TJ, <laughs> final on those.
2: Okay, two things. One, Wolfgang Puck, I want my coffee back. And two, you heard it here, Anne Hathaway will be nominated for an Oscar for her performance in Les Miserables.
1: Wow. That that was the Hollywood Minute, brought to you by PJ. Cal, final unload? I, does he have inside info, or is that speculation? Pure
0: speculation. I he was feel very it convincing. in my bones. Yeah, he was very definitive about
1: it. Are you feeling in your plums?
0: She's the greatest actress of all time. <laughs> Didn't
2: say that. No, well, I'm
0: just, you know, I'm tying it in. Final unload for me is tonight the Mets lost 16-1. to 1 and you could not have had a more fitting way to officially be eliminated from postseason contention so to the 2012 New York Mets thank you thank you for everything I'll see you next year
1: you've been great and my final unload and I think uh, Cal would join me in this is uh, the NFL lost a true icon this week uh, in Steve Sable uh, uh, he and his father of course the founders of NFL Films Uh, Steve Sable passed away on Tuesday, I believe it was, uh, after a battle with a brain tumor. He was 69 years old. Uh, I had the pleasure of meeting one of the uh, guys who started NFL Films with Ed Sable. uh, When I was at the University of Dayton, he was a professor, and he spoke so highly of the Sable family, it was ridiculous. I also had a good friend who worked for uh, Steve Sable at NFL Films in Cherry Hill after college, uh, who also had nothing but wonderful things to say about the man. Uh, so the NFL truly lost a, uh, a legend and a big part of our uh, childhood. And, uh, Cal, anything you want to add there on the, uh, for Steve Sable?
0: No, I mean, people have been talking about it all week, and it's, it's not even remotely an understatement to say he changed the way we watch football. Revolutionized it. And we, what you anything that you watch from today going forward, is a direct result of what Steve Sable
1: did that's right in just about every sport too.
0: Just, just about, about every
1: all sport the, all the major sports so uh, definitely uh, our uh, thoughts uh, about Steve Sable who was uh, great so we will see you next week please go to uh, Blue Haven uh, if you want to grab a beer on a Wednesday night and watch some sports or on Sunday to watch the games uh, next week we'll probably talk about what's going on in the world Maybe we won't who knows Anyway, thanks for joining us. Good night, everybody. Good night, Cal. Good night, Steve. Good night, Paul.
2: Good night. Good night.